This doesn't seem to be working. What do you not hear? No, it's, uh, I just want to turn it down a little bit. Turn what down? This is the bass. <clears throat> Slap it to oh. bass. <laughs> this is the bass. Are you trying to turn oh. yourself down? Yeah. Let me, let me try it. <clears throat> Let's see how long it is. Stone Age. It's gonna be like some some kid out there. What is a turbo graph? They better start learning graphics. No, I was coming back, Ben. Sixteen. There was a red. The Konami, who now owns the PC Engine Turbo Graphics, uh, did register it recently. Possibly, you know, the thought that they might do a mini. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you're so adorable. What? <laughs> They better learn what the Stone Age ben, is. Me, 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 me. Ah. <laughs> never gonna Woo. get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Wow, 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 wow. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's the great opening. to another retro game night i am joined with player two his name is kyle yo player three his name is ben and player four tonight is josh forget me not and we are here to chat everything all about things in retro gaming and sometimes we sneak in some new stuff too so how are my boys doing tonight oh so ready for this yeah hi yeah hi hi, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm ready um got some uh goodies all stored up yeah, it's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, goodies. Inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys good tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Like I said. You know, the last um, recording we did, we did pretty good. Uh, we got several hits. People, I'm sure, are digging this retro gaming subject. Um, we, we are trying to appreciate... All things in retro gaming, like as I mentioned, um, and the way that this started was we started playing games that we wanted to beat that we never could beat when we were younger, and we go and revisit it now in our adult age, and we would take turns, and it became a nice group of us going back and forth to beat it, and then we thought maybe we should share this with the rest of the world. Yeah, we've, we've been, been doing this for a while. Looking back over the games that we've gone over, because I kept a list <clears throat> of everything that we beat, and I mean, I think the I think we started in twenty, you know, early twenty seventeen with this. So wow, we've been going it for been that long. Yeah, <laughs> I think our first one was what you did when we first started it with just the gaming for Sonic One, and yeah. that was uh, May of twenty seventeen, so middle of of that. So yeah, we've been doing this for a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So now we get to capture that. Nostalgia. Nostalgia with you guys, and hopefully we do kind of a good job. We're not... Do it justice. We're not professionals, but we try. Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> <laughs> did. Look it up in the book. So, I like your shirt today. Thank you. Kyle is wearing... Kyle, not Ben. Kyle <laughs> is wearing Super Mario 85 with a... There's that uh, many? Little... There, there is over 70 games. There's a lot of games of Mario and Luigi. That's not counting the clones and hacks. And exactly. So, yeah, there is 85 Super Mario Brothers. One, 85. <laughs> 85 meaning 1985. I'd address uh, the I like I like Mario's uh, grin. He looks really happy. Yeah, he likes to fake his emotions. Wouldn't, technically, that's not a grin. It's... What would that be technically? It's it's over emoting being mm -hmm. happy because a grin because he doesn't showing, know what it is. A grin is more with teeth. There's, it needs to be more teeth. It's more like he's saying, "Hey, yeah, it needs uh, oh, hi, it's hey, it's Mario." Yeah, he's looking at you, going, "Hey, I'm about to jump on your head." 
has more cowbell. Yeah, and more dog. He is one to uh, to be a sociopath. Actually, I think it's a psychopath. If you really think about it, really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it. In all of the Mario games, what does he do? He jumps around, kills kills a bunch of Goombas who are people who are refugees from the original Mushroom Kingdom, and jumps on their heads. People in turtle outfits and smashes and smashes them and kills them. Making turtles because they're possessed, like zombies or something. No, no, they're just trying to get back into their kingdom that they were kicked out of, and because of the, all the toads. And he, uh, what happened was with Bowser, he's always trying to get back into the into the kingdom or actually start a family with Peach. That's why he always is kidnapping her. And so Mario tries to go rescue him. But what Bowser has done is they casted a spell over over all the toads in the Mushroom Kingdom and turned them into the bricks and all the question marks and, and all the obstacles that you're going through. So realistically, every time you break a brick block in the game, you're killing a toad. You're killing the people who you're trying to get. And how would you know all this, Kyle, by the way? Seriously. No. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that I, that I like to go to a lot of the people. If you want a bigger explanation into a lot of it... Matt Pat and the Game Theory channel goes into he, that's that's his thing he overthinks video games. Well, if it's on YouTube, then it must be true. Well, he that's why it's called a game theory. He puts out the theory. He finds in you know more of a hypothesis. Right? Yeah, but I mean he goes by everything that we it's see canon. in uh, instruction booklets uh, in what, the game itself, uh, fandom like art or uh, comic books, things like that. I'm sure he co- compiles all. Yeah, that. he he does. He goes into the Nintendo Power where they've done the comics in the back and sometimes pulls from that, even though it's not technically canon, Nintendo has published it in their magazine, so it, it that, that stuff, you take it with a grain of salt. I sh- I'm sure he would find some discrepancies, though, because I'm sure yeah. there's stuff they wrote that they didn't plan to make a humongous timeline. It's just kind of like they you know, were making games. Right? Well, it, it kind of seems like they did a little bit. They did? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, it's kind of like Metroid, I think they refer to to him, they refer to Samus as a he, I think, in the instruction book. Yes, I, remember, I do remember, remember that. So it's... And then later changed their mind. Now, I wonder well, if it they, was... Yeah, a... even though it was in the game. It was in the game where she... <laughs> she was a she? she was, where it was a she, uh, but the instruction book would refer to as a he. Maybe it was a, either throw you off typo. or it was a typo. And with the armor, you wouldn't know unless you got that special bonus at the end. Yeah. Well, he has done a video that has given some different canon heights to the characters, where we can actually find out where, like, he goes into what Princess Peach's canon height is or Samus's height. And with that, he we can look into the other characters of the game and find out what their heights are. Some of them differ a little bit. Like, if you actually did it pixel to pixel in the original Mario, not for the Game Boy, but for the NES, he's, like, 4'8", but Nintendo's come out with his canon height of 5'1". It's a me, shorty. So, I mean, <laughs> obvious, but... So, I mean, with limitations of pixels and stuff, they can only do so much, probably with those, to not make him 5'1", they had to keep him 4'8". But what's actually kind of funny with that, he's as tall as he is wide in with the pixels and all that, the way it works. How much does but, he uh, weigh? Um, well, that goes into a whole different thing that, in game theory... How much pasta he had before and after saving uh, the princess and entering or leaving the Mushroom Kingdom. Exactly. Yeah, it's... So it, it fluctuates from the beginning of the adventure to the end of the adventure because he might need to do his own business. <laughs> and how many mushrooms Super he's Mario been eating? But how many um, one-ups he has? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But in one of the offshoots of Game Theory, it's still part of the Game Theory channel, is this other guy named Austin goes into the actual science of video games, like aerodynamics of, of, of Mario and how he flies. But they had to find his weight for that and so he was able to use Super Mario Sunshine and the Flood to be able to calculate with using rocket science, finding out how much he weighs. Okay, let's do this. Let's go off of the timeline. Where do we begin on the timeline? And we're, we're going to discuss each point therein. Okay, so we're actually going to start with the baby era of Mario. So this isn't going... This is starting from... The, the SNES game of uh, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. If you remember when that game starts, 
It's literally the stork is flying with Mario That's and Luigi. Right. Yep. Fresh yes. off the, hot from the press. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hot, fresh off the press. And baby Bowser sends Kamek to go kidnap the babies. The stork drops them and the Yoshis find them. Okay, who, who's Kamek? Kamek is... Wizard guy. Yeah, it's one of the Koopa wizards. That oh, is actually <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the one that's actually caring for baby Bowser. Because okay. we don't see baby Bowser's parents anywhere. He's the only one who's caring for he's the only one caring for baby Bowser at the time. Okay. This, this opens up so many questions. Now I'm, we but, might get into this in some of the future games, but I was under the impression that Mario and Luigi were from quote unquote the real world. Brooklyn. And they get transported to the Mushroom Kingdom. Isn't that? But the, it sounds like isn't they that the movie? There. Isn't that that's the movie? Isn't no, it? I think it is the games too. I, remember the movie movie. Movie. I hope I'm not corrupted by the Super Mario Super Show. I think you are because there's oh, no, no way in in what in one of the videos that Austin did <laughs> get hooked on the where... brothers, <laughs> the brothers, the brothers, the brothers. The brothers. What was that dance that he did doing the Super Mario? Yes. Put your ben, right ben knows it well. <laughs> Take one step and then again. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. <laughs> so let's walk and we're doing the Mario, right? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> but in, in that episode, he gets into how Mario can fly. And he looks at one of the biggest uh, iconic hats that allows him to do that, which was the wing hat in Super Mario 64. And it's looked at as when we look at how platformers work in all in games, the fall rate at which they fall, if they were falling at the at a normal Earth's uh, rate, which was a, what was it nine uh, nine point eight nine point eight meters per, per second, second sure, it would be a <laughs> sluggish game. So it's actually so Mario's world is actually two and a half times the gravity of Earth. So he falls. Uh, I think it's a I good got jumper a, for how, here. How, uh, well, the, dude, with, with two and a half times the Earth's gravity, those glutes, man, they've got to be, <laughs> they've got to be packed. They've got to be packed. Even with all that pasta, <laughs> I don't know when you did. So, so in his world, he actually falls at a at twenty six point twelve meters per second. So it's kind of so then we have to you know calculate all into that plus then how much like I said before when it went into Super Mario Sunshine how much water was exhausted when he used the rocket to launch into the air. Right. Okay. And then I see what you're, and then, and then in, in, in connection to his body, cause now we know how tall he is, mm-hmm. the sphere of the flood, how much water does that hold? Now, how much weight is that? And then how, how wide is the nozzle that the water comes down? How much water is exhausted as he gets shot up in the air? And then when he does get shot up in the air, how fast is he accelerating going up? All of that taken into account, we can actually find out Mario's weight, which is 89 kilograms, which I failed to calculate that out into pounds. What, what do you think? Five of... pounds, six ounces. Okay. <laughs> what, what does he actually eat, though? I mean, I joked about pasta, but there has to be something else pizza. he eats. Well, we don't. Yes, pizza. <laughs> and meatballs. Meatballs. Oh, meatballs. Well, that's where, the, that's where probably like comics and the movies and stuff come in. What does he eat on that? I don't know. He doesn't eat in the he's, games. He's games stay, don't have to eat. He stays he eats pretty, mushrooms. He stays pretty hefty, so I need to know what his diet is. And they he burns a lot of calories in the mushroom. A lot of cake. But, but then one of the one of the inter- now it's time for cake. <laughs> so let me do the let me look it up really quick of the calculation of what that is. Eighty nine kilograms. Thank you, Google, into pounds, and we get he's almost two hundred pounds. He's one hundred ninety ninety six point two pounds. That makes sense if he's extra strong and very dense, then. Yeah. And then we also have to take into account atmospheric pressures and how much, you know, pressure is being put on the atmosphere and then how much, how dense the atmosphere is for him to be able to fly. And realistically, and what one of the things that Austin gets into in his, in his video is if we went to Venus, Venus has Earth's gravity, but the, the gas density of it is 90 times Earth's gravity. If we could actually survive for a second on Venus's planet, just or on the planet of Venus, just for the sheer fact that it's so hot, everything is just evaporated, we would actually be able to fly ourselves on our max running speed and jump into the air, stick our arms out inside. We could fly because of just how the the, the gases are in it. That and that's what Austin got into with it is that the wing hat doesn't necessarily 
make him fly. He could technically fly on his own. If we look back into Super Mario Brothers 3, when he's able to fly with the Tanuki suit or the rac- the raccoon suit or the cape in Super Mario World, it the cape or the or the tail gives him enough surface area to be able to to fly because the hat helps with it with the wings as well. But if you also look at it in 64, the wings are fluttering, which is giving him forward thrust. And that's how the wings itself aren't making him fly, but it's giving him the forward thrust, but his body is acting as the wing, being able to fly through the air. What you're saying is he's a Super Saiyan, and every now and then he calls the cloud of Nimbus. No, that's uh, Sonic. From Lakitu. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Sonic with Super with, uh, with Super Sonic. So yeah, it, it gets into a whole thing. Like I said, if you want to look more into it, game theory, the science of how like how Mario flies, it's... He like he shows you all of his increments, all his calculations, even the uh, Newtonian rocket formula. I'm saying that wrong, that he uses to calculate it all. And it's just yeah, I love it. It's great. Okay, so we're going off of Baby Mario, which is so yeah, back to in it. the timeline, <laughs> uh, Yoshi's Island, right? Correct. That's the first one that technically would be the start of it. Of Mario himself. Of yeah, of Mario and Luigi, the the ones that we know of. Was there something prior to that? Yes, there is, but not of not Mario, Mario and Luigi. Got it. What would, is... what, would, what would be before that then? So if we want to get into before that, we're talking about the Jumpman era, and if we if we know it, because Mario and Luigi are plumbers, right? We know them as plumbers. Well, Jumpman Mario was a carpenter. And what games did he come out in? And that was in Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior. Wrecking Crew. He was. He was <laughs> in Jumpman Wrecking Crew. You're right. Mm. Yeah. And they also have a. Um, a game and watch game where you were going back and forth with Donkey Kong and you had to juggle the melons and stuff in the, in, in the air. And sometimes there was fire that you was doing it and Donkey Kong's juggling and he has a frown on his face. And if you'd failed Mario or the Jumpman Mario would jump in the air and laugh at him and mock him as a monkey. But he was, he was he a carpenter. He was a carpenter. Oh, okay. Mario was. Yes. Not but, Donkey Kong. But not, but not Mario. Jumpman Mario. An evil. Yeah. Specific. Evil carpenter. Evil carpenter. <laughs> yep. Okay, so evil carpenter. <laughs> so so when and we're then... so when we're going back to Jumpman Mario era, we're going back probably about forty years or maybe thirty five uh thirty two years ago. Because that Donkey Kong in canon grows up and in Donkey Kong Country he's Cranky Kong, the old Donkey the old Kong ape that is that has the beard and all that that we see in the beginning. That he's doing his old record player, hmm. but apes only have a lifespan of forty of forty years. So, if, and we and we know in canon that the current Donkey Kong isn't isn't uh, is the grandson to Cranky Kong, mm-hmm. and that we find that out in Kong, in Donkey Kong Country when the when the bananas get stolen and all and all that. Um, so he's Donkey Kong Junior Junior, but then correct. Donkey Kong Junior is Donkey Kong Junior Junior Junior. Sure. Wait, no. Let's just use Cranky Kong as the grandpa. No. We have Don- Donkey Kong. Diddy Kong. <laughs> so Donkey Kong Jr. No, Donkey Kong Jr. is Donkey Kong Jr. I see. I don't know. Diddy, is Diddy Kong Donkey Kong? No, I'm Kong's... thinking of actual the actual. I was thinking Don- uh, Diddy Kong was Donkey Kong Jr., but I'm thinking of the actual Diddy, Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, the baby. The second game mm-hmm. in the Donkey Kong series. Okay. And that comes directly after the original Donkey Kong. And we know, and I mean, the torturing, and that gets back into Mario's personality of torturing of, you know, he captures Donkey Kong after he brutally steps on his hands and makes him fall in the original one and slams his head, captures him, and now is the protagonist in Donkey Kong Jr. where he's cracking the whip and sending birds and electrifying a, a, a baby monkey. I mean, come on, who electrifies the baby monkey trying to save his dad? If you look at the, if you look at the you sprite's don't? face of uh, Donkey Kong Jr., he's... He's sad. He's scared. It's just like, what's going on with this guy? Evil carpenter. I'm telling you, man, this shirt. I told my wife when she bought it. You gave me a murderer on my shirt. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Did did Jumpman actually murder someone? He was trying to. And if you and and if you and if you really (laughs) want to get into multi multiverse theory, every time you die in a game, you're resetting, but in another universe. So yes, technically in that universe he killed Donkey Kong Jr. and now our next life is in another universe. I mean, if you look at multi, it, that, if you theory. look at it that way, then we're all murderers as a player. 
Yeah, technically. It's <laughs> going a lot deeper than speaking. I thought. I, I do. I, to, I warned you. This thing gets this get, this thing gets deep. But and we're just starting with just the first two games. Okay, that we're so about. so that that would encompass what you just said with Baby Mario, um, Yoshi's Island, and meant before that Donkey Kong Junior and Donkey Kong with Jumpman. So right. take take us there now. Now we're with so, Baby Mario. Well. And just 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 to give a little bit of a, a clarification with that too, the person who you're saving in those games is Paulina, and we see that in one of the games of of uh, I think it was Mario Golf. Mario is cutting the ribbon and opening up a shop or the course, and he has Mario's special guest, which is a woman in a red dress. Mario Golf Four. Devil in a red dress. I think that might have been uh, GameCube. Okay. Um, and in that one, it's a woman in a red dress, and that's Paulina. Because if you look at it in Donkey Kong, he's eye level to the waist of her. And in that game, Mario, she's towering over Mario. He's at like waist level with her, which means she's gigantic. <laughs> so, so let, let me jump on something here. Uh, speaking of Jumpman. Speaking of Jumpman. Yes. <laughs> is smaller Mario his normal form, or is that an abnormality? No, I think that's his normal that's form. That's his normal form. When he eats the mushroom, he that grows. would be the abnormality. He's mutated, mm-hmm. right? Do they call they do they consider it a mutation? Ma- I, I magical. It's not called mutant Mario Brothers. Hey, that that is that's something that wasn't discussed in it. They were when they were going back with the original games. It was only his smaller form that they were considering. Okay. Because then, if they didn't, then he would be three feet, and then he would have to. But then, in the newer games, he never eats a super mushroom and grows even bigger. Unless you get into the new Super Mario for the Wii and Wii U, in which case he becomes gigantic and he crushes everything. Yeah, that's but then like again, mega. Oh, Mario, that's right? like mega Super Mario. Yeah, yeah. And then again, he you know he's wah and woohooing as he's stomping and destroying Wah-hoo! things, which means no remorse for his killing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty jolly when he does it. Okay, so so now we can go back to yeah. We have Baby Mario and Luigi with Super with uh, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island 2. So at the end of Yoshi's Island, spoiler alert if you haven't played it yet, but shame on you, it's on the SNES, so come on now. Shame on you. <laughs> you had your time. Um, Plenty of time. They're delivered to the wrong parents. So now it's Yoshi, so now Yoshi needs to take them and find them the correct parents. And so at the end of, of Yoshi's, Yoshi's new island, they're delivered to the right parents. And Mario's reaction to all this, you think, would be? Wahoo! Yeah, I think more like wah. <laughs> oh God! Wah! I think I have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good sound bite for uh, for its time. It yeah, like a real baby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That's for sure. Okay. So our next one goes into Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. So we're realistically right in the beginning of this timeline. Nintendo goes, "Hey, time travel. Have fun with it." So, because that is still the baby, the babies, and that's the next uh, iteration of where we see the babies. And then it gets into Yoshi's Island DS. And that is where Bowser, because, okay, so in Partners in Time, we see Bowser travel back in time, but Bowser and baby Bowser never have any interactions with each other. So in Yoshi's Island DS is when Bowser travels back in time again but intervenes with the with Mario and Luigi in defeating Baby Bowser, and that's where they meet for the first time, Bowser and Baby Bowser. Which then leads to the question that in lineage, Baby Bowser is literally Baby Bowser. He's not the child, or Bowser Jr. is not Bowser's child. It's Bowser from the past, and he's bringing him back to the present. Okay. So it's himself. Back up there, back there. Okay, back up there. So <laughs> explain that again. So baby Bowser is Bowser Jr. Okay. Huh. Bowser Jr. is not Bowser's child, but Bowser from the past. Not Bowser from the past. Being okay. brought to the present. Okay. To be taken care of by himself. But as I can an see adult. where that would make confusion because right. you you know, the Koopalings people his... would think that that would be Bowser's kid, but it's not. It's actually it's, him. It's actually him. From the past. Because if you think about it, he doesn't, you know, back then in, in Yoshi's Island, he's being raised by Kamek. Mm-hmm. He has no parents. He's an orphan. 
so this this particular game then opens up the way now suddenly very early on in the timeline time travel and oh, this absolutely is how, this like is they... how everything happens from here on as to why there's a bowser jr where was the uh where all other, the baby babies, all, all come, the babies from. come from okay yep so bowser travels back in time helps baby bowser but that's the end of the baby era that we have is those four games so now we what we go back so now we go into what we consider now the adult era and that one starts with the nes game of mario brothers Okay. The original one. The right? original which, one with Mario and Luigi. Which actually yes. started in the arcade. Right. Where there and this is the one where it's the pipes on top, pipes on bottom, and you're jumping and you're so That one. Yep, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and that one is where we see that they're actual they're still plumbers. They're they're plumbers in the in the sewer, they're clearing it out or doing whatever. Still plumbers in their do. original form. No mushrooms yet. No no larger Mario or Luigi's Correct. yet. Correct. Yep. Just power blocks. Yeah. And then in Super Mario Brothers as well, they're still considered plumbers. So after the NES of Mario Brothers, then we go into the next game, which is Super Mario Brothers, where they're still plumbers. Right. So that's how we know those are the beginnings of the adult era. Okay, so we have the Mario 2 Lost Levels. That's not necessarily the next... There's nothing in that game that really specifies it as any part of canon so we it's, just consider it was it's filler just, it's just it? super mario brothers one some more yeah extended, it was a map extended it map. continues yeah. it was a map pack for basically super mario brothers is what it is okay there was no story there's like the same no thing there again, was right? no story yeah it was just a reiteration okay. of it and that was famicom uh disc japan system, I think. yeah in japan really it was disc system i mean really if you want to think about it it's basically what they did with the super mario uh, super luigi u Remember yeah. how they did Super Mario U and then they brought out Luigi for the 30th anniversary and they right. just kind of changed some things? It's basically what Lost Levels was. Yeah, that makes sense. So then the next one we go down to is Super Mario Brothers 3. And in that one, in the manual to the game, this is where we see the first of the Koopalings. And that's, and that's given in the manual where Wendy Koopa was actually saying, quoting, and I'm quoting from the manual, this is the first time I've met up with Mario. I'm studying his moves carefully. Literally in the manual, we have a, a speech bubble with her saying that. So this is the first time we're seeing the Koopalings in, in the games. You remind me who are the Koopalings again? I don't remember all the Koopalings' names. I only know of Wendy O. Koopa because mm-hmm. that was the one who was who was saying I can it. Kind but of she's the one, with, the one with the hair. Oh, there's like the hair. Mozart or um, or. Uh... And she also has the really long rings. Uh, yeah, bracelets yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, okay. that's her. I think it was like Mozart or Amadeus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was another one. Yeah. Uh, Ludwig. Ludwig, there it is. Ludwig. Yeah, Ludwig. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. But there's like, what, was it eight of them? Something like that. Something. So yeah, it's, it's, and that has its own, it's, its own story too. We can get into Bowser's background and, and what drives him. I mean, there's a whole thing there too. Thank yeah. you, Matt Pat, yeah. <laughs> for overthinking video games. So then our next one is Super Mario World. And we have, that for the SNES, and we have that in the first page of the manual. It states, after saving the Mushroom Kingdom from Bowser and the rest of Koop- of the Koopas in Super Mario 3. Literally says it, it's happening directly after that. Mario and Luigi want a vacation, so they try to go, they try to go away for a little bit, but then something happens and they're wrapped up in another adventure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in Japan it was called Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Mario. 4. Super Mario World. I don't think it was called World yet. Oh, okay. To my knowledge, in in Japan. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but or I, it might have been a, uh, like uh, what they called it at first, but then released to this yeah. Mario World. Yeah, it might have been that. So it doesn't surprise me. It would be a direct sequel. We just see a, a I don't know if you want to call it a generation gap, but the whole scheme of things changed with new graphics. So it was like wow, huge huge difference. Even though it was just a direct sequel. Right, but it is nice for the manual to actually mention it rather yeah. than have people speculate on it. Yeah, yeah and that's back when people of... actually read manuals, and back when they actually well, made they had, they had them. They had manuals. <laughs> yeah. They were nice to be able to have because they gave a lot of the because there wasn't a lot of dialogue and story in games. They actually gave some of the history of the different of the different characters in it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then like this one, it actually puts it in a canon of saying it's directly after. Super Mario Brothers three comes Super Mario World, and there was cannons in Super Mario Brothers three, so that makes that sense. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yep, perfect goes sense. right along yeah. with yeah. it. So our next one, what do you think the next one is? No, yeah, the the next one is Super Mario's Wacky Worlds, Wacky Worlds, huh? For the CDI, 
direct sequel <laughs> to Super Mario World, unreleased. I'm sorry, that says that it was canceled. It was canceled, unreleased, <laughs> but they some people do have a copy of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it actually, it, like, it has them in Greece. Oh my goodness. They, they actually made a game. Uh, I was just reading about it. I didn't know it existed until just now. Uh, so that technically was going to be a direct <laughs> what sequel. What was it going to be released on? CDI. CDI. Yeah. Phillips made a deal with Nintendo. They were going to make the CD-ROM attachment. Uh, that was before the PlayStation CD attachment for right. the Super Nintendo. Gotcha. Um, You'll notice, too, at the but correct if I'm wrong, but at the bottom of the system, there was that plug-in for it. Like, it was planned. Wrong expansion thing. port. An yeah. expansion port. There was something there. As well as the NES, I remember there being... It's something at the bottom of it, I could show you, but I don't want to take it out right now. But I feel like Nintendo does that with all their systems. It's like, like they only release the stuff in Japan, and oh, Americans no, they, are going sitting there going, "What's this port for?" No, they all do that. I mean, if you think the the Mega Drive and Genesis had the a port in the back, and the Turbo Graphics had a port, they all have ports. Um, like at least the old systems do, because they're always trying to plan ahead, and a lot of times those things just don't get used. Yeah, I it, or or it seems like they do get used, but it never gets released out here. Which is yeah, it might be yeah, using <laughs> Japan, but not they get, here. It's... They get better stuff than we do. Well, they always do. Period. So, um, so getting back but... to Kyle's question, though, the next game. I know Ben was joking about it before. Is it Mario is missing? Or oh. Mario? No, it's Mario's Hotel for CDI. Or, or, or what about that uh, the teaching game that uh, that Mario Brothers teaching <laughs> game? No, it was it was Mario's Hotel or Hotel Mario rather for CDI. That was directly after Super That's Mario. That's real. That's real. That came up for the CD. Wow. 1994. And Hotel we clear. I, I even mentions I kinda, the Koopalings. Wow. I, and I misspoke. The CDI is what they ended up making instead of the CD-ROM for the Super Nintendo. Gotcha. Same with like like with Sony. They eventually actually released a system proper. Yeah, I don't know where Mario is missing is coming from. It wasn't actually in what Matt Pat was actually showing. And Mario in Time, whatever. That would just, no, that's yeah, actually in that it. would just mess up all the timeline there. So, the next one would be the Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64. And that took place right after Mario World? Yeah, that takes place... I, I don't know if it's right after, but it does take place after Mario So, it just Mario takes place World. after that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, they're lounging around, Princess Peach goes, Hey, I made you a cake. Come over here and eat some. And Mario goes, Okay, and jumps into his pipe. And then... I'm going to burn the calories. Yeah. <laughs> I can afford it. He's burning the calories trying to run to it. Yeah. So then, in the other form of it, in Super Mario 64 DS, we actually get the threat from King Boo that he's going to put Mario in a painting. Mario was invited to Peach's castle for cake, and Bowser kidnaps her. And so Mario's going through the castle, going into the different paintings, and is and each painting is the different world, and then he rescues Peach. But in one of the in one of the things that king boo when mario confronts king boo and i'm not sure if it's in actual soup in the 64 in the nintendo 64 version or if it's in the ds version because it was remade in the on the ds king boo threatens to put mario in a painting he uses that as and so so and how would he go about doing that because I don't remember this. Science. Well, there's there's a whole thing <laughs> into it. Science. <laughs> well, we've never played because because of that threat. This puts it before Luigi's Mansion, so we know that Super Mario sixty four DS or Super Mario sixty four takes place before Luigi's Mansion because of that threat from King Boo, and now we go into Luigi's Mansion, where Mario goes into the mansion and gets turned into a painting, and that's basically what. Luigi's mission is on there, and we get the introduction of Professor E. Gad, who e. is E. Gads. Yeah, he's he's the one who gives Luigi the Poltergust three thousand. Poltergust. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love their gotta love their names. It's the yep. it's the it's that vacuum device that Luigi goes around, and the only way to save Mario is to attack the ghosts that are in there and suck them into that thing, because per, the professor has a device that change that changes though them into paintings okay interesting science science <laughs> that it's well, that all also, hail science that also gets into a whole other thing of egad playing both sides of the field of with with things because of just it gets into a whole thing even in super mario sunshine I'll get into that in a okay. bit. Okay, so next so, one on the timeline then. So we have, so he gives gives him that. 
Mario is trapped in the painting. At the end of the game, Mario's released from the painting. Everybody is all happy. But now Mario and Peach are wanting to go on a vacation. They're invited to, or they're invited to the uh, to Delfina Delfino Island. Delfino Island, yeah. And then they, it just so happens that there's this fake Mario running around with this paintbrush, making you know this magic paintbrush, making you know that can bring things to life. And just so happens that there's the flood that's right there on the runway, say from Professor E. Gad that they purchased this from him. So all of this happens because of the introduction of E. Gad and Luigi's Mansion, and then after that comes Sunshine, where the flood is now saying E. Gad. And then if we look on, but here now here's the interesting thing in Sunshine. Let me know what you guys think about this. That is interesting. It's found on the runway. So obviously they knew Mario was coming because he was when he was scanning Mario on the bottom left or when he was scanning Mario he already knows of Mario's adventures. When you, when they're doing the scanning on the bottom left side of the screen it actually has events from ha- that happened in Super Mario Brothers a shot of what happened in Super Mario in Super Mario World and it also has a scene from when Mario was spinning Bowser around when he was holding him from the tail in 64. Hmm. So the flood already had all of this information about Mario when he was so when they landed and w- registered to Mario. So he knows who he is. Now, the fake Mario that's running around, if you remember who that was, do you guys remember who that was? Crash Bandicoot. It was an android? It was Gex. No, wasn't an android. No, not Pretty Gex. Sure it was Laura Croft. I can't say I remember now. No, no idea. No. I didn't. So I went through it, but that was back in what O two. I didn't. Go yeah, it was a while ago. I don't remember. It so that well. again, spoiler alerts. If you haven't played it, again, shame on you. It was on the GameCube. It's already been out. <laughs> You're talking about Sunshine, right? Yes, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. I never played through it. It was Baby Bowser that was running around oh, with it. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. And when was asked how or what how he got his tool, it, he said, "A a guy in a white coat gave it to him." What, Doc, Doc Brown? Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Wowie? <laughs> Sorry, I lost it there. <laughs> and then the flood even goes, a professor or a guy in a white coat and is thinking about who it might be because Professor E. Gad is a professor in a white coat. So not only are, is he supplying bad guys with, with these drugs. tools and just giving them these drugs. tools. Yes, the drugs too, to yeah. go crazy. Yeah. He's making the good guys purchase the drugs or the tools that they are needing to clean up the mess that he's supplying the enemies with. Business of war. Supplying both sides. So who's the bad guy in Super Mario? In the world of Super Mario? Is it Bowser? He can be a bad guy, but doesn't mean he's the bad guy. I've never seen it this way. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually really blown right now. <laughs> there, there, there's a whole, there's a whole other thing going into it where in Mario Party Seven there are there's two items in that game that have the little uh, the little icon of the professor of Professor E. Gad that we even see on um, on the flood and also on the paintbrush. If you remember the paintbrush, it was the the long part, yeah. and then it had a little circle there, and then yeah. it was the brush. On that circle is Professor E. Gad's icon. No kidding. Huh. And then in these in these items in in Mario Party Seven, the only people that could use those items was Wario and Waluigi. No, no yeah. other item on that game for the good guys uh, was from E. Gad. It was mm. only for the bad guys, and and we've only seen Egad in that in which games? Right now, he's only been introduced in Luigi's Mansion. That was the only one he's actually technically been in, like seen. Well, seen in, in in this timeline that I'm going through right now. As of right now, the only time that we've seen him is in Luigi's Mansion. Gotcha. Isn't there? A, is there a second one? Yeah, he's in more. Yeah. Later on. Oh, okay. That's why we know Luigi's Mansion he gets placed in that part of the timeline because nowhere else before that uh, do we see anything to do with the professor. But then when Sunshine happens, we're having the, the flood and that paintbrush. But we also see on the bottom left, like I said before, we see events from Super Mario 64 happening. So it has to come after 64 
and after Luigi's Mansion because that's when he was introduced. Makes sense. It, it's all it all has its its, yeah. its plug in places. That's why when I you know when we don't really know too much about sixty four, well, we can see by other games down the line why it would have to be put up higher on the on the list mm-hmm. of what happened before. So then we go into one of my personal favorite games on the SNES, Super Mario RPG. And on that one, we see the birth of Birdo. Mm, okay. You remember that yeah, in yeah. in um that's why the uh the Super Mario Brothers two that was out here yeah, in the US USA version yeah. wouldn't be canon because Birdo was in there. Got it. Time mm. travel, my friend. Paradox. Remember Time it was travel. all a dream. So that, that one really would happen. be a dream technically if you want to get it into was it. All a yeah. dream. Or if we go off of Ben's theory. There's just lots of drugs. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, that could be pretty druggy because <laughs> if you think about it, who is Birdo? Do you guys remember what Birdo eventually becomes? No. Uh, he she. Um, exactly. <laughs> he she. It, according to the <laughs> manual. You know. Well, okay. Let, let me just say this: Who's the love interest of Birdo? Oh, Yoshi. And how old is Yoshi? The Yoshis deliver baby Mario and Luigi to their parents. So Yoshi, the Yoshis are an older species. And Birdo's a brand new is a brand new baby, kind of creepy. That is weird. <laughs> unless it's a ba- unless weird. it's a newborn Yoshi, but then but then again Yoshi has kind of been a consistent thing in Mario, so that green Yoshi has always been the same Yoshi, technically. Hmm. So uh, kinda, the animal kinda, kingdom is all weird, anyways. Kind of yeah. weird. Although I do call that into question though in Super Mario World because if I drop Yoshi into a pool of lava, I hit another block which happens to be a person also and a yoshi egg <laughs> pops out and a baby yoshi is there and i feed him enough to grow into a full grown adult it is a different yoshi Huzzah. so the question is is that green yoshi really the same yoshi from all the games and it's not easy being green so that too that's a good question yeah. well i mean it's a it's an egg every time that hatches so that tells yep. me no it's an egg from the future i would think from that's the past. i would think that's no I think it's a new Yoshi every time. Yeah. So it's, but why are they all? Why are they all called Yoshi? <laughs> yeah, because they're blue Yoshi. Well, then we can get into why are they all called Toad? Because there's blue Toads and yellow Toads and Pikachu. Could, could it be they're that all they're called alternate clones. Yoshis or clones? That's where we get into the the the, the multiverse or the multi worlds. They're clones from the future. That uh, yeah. oh, I thought they were <laughs> just the same species. You know, just like. In the Pokemon games, unless you name your Pokemon something unique, from the same it sub-group. only goes by the yeah. name of its species. And then the only way you identify is by calling their color. So, no, I'm not going to go into there. So, our, yep. <laughs> our next one goes into a, a Game Boy Advance game called Mario and Luigi. And this kind of starts the Mario and Luigi saga a little bit. It's not technically a new era. It's just a set of games. That is for uh, a lot of the handhelds, even on the DS. So we have Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That was a yeah, that one was Game Boy Advance. That one, yeah, so that one was Game there's Boy. There's a re-release Advance. for the 3DS. Okay, a remake. I just picked it up. Actually. Remake or re-release? Uh, it's built like there's more. Oh, okay. It's Mario and Luigi. Some more. Some more. Part two. More. And so we know this one falls into this place of the timeline because we have Birdo in it. We also have uh, Professor Gad in it. And Luigi even has his Poltergeist 3000 3, in it as well. We see him pull that out. Because I think Gat, something happens with Gad in it and he Mario, uh, Luigi starts to suck him up or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I never played this one. But we also get an introduction into a new enemy that is, starts to reoccur in the Mario su- series. His name is Fawful. Falafel? Falafel. He's awful, but with an F. So Got it's it. Fawful. Fawful. I don't even know who. I've what, never. I don't even know who he looks like. I, the, well, these are more into the. Look this up. He's he's in the main of Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, look him up as I. I'll continue on with this. So I know I've already discussed this one Ugh. in the baby era. He's hideous. Yeah, he's a little weirdo. Ooh. That. But this. That that now that looks like a. <laughs> that looks like drugs. If you right guys there. don't know who <laughs> he's Fawful is, please look him up, and you're gonna be really. He's all beard. Shocked. Like I said, he's awful, but with an F. He's yeah. awful. His legs don't go all the way up, just to the, the beard. And he's got no arms. <laughs> he's legitimately 
armless. Yeah, I'm not sure where he comes <laughs> That's from. That's all beard. <laughs> I'm not sure where he comes no from or what, or what his no story bones. is, but he's just an introduction to it. Okay. So I know again, I've already talked about this one in the baby in the baby era, but then we're talking about partners in time. So Mario and Luigi, adults, actually go back in time with their babies and they team up with the baby versions of themselves. And we know this happens and this is kind of where we start seeing a pattern in the Mario games where they start to talk about events that happened in the game before it. So that's why this one's kind of weird, but we know this one happens with um, partners in time. We know it falls here with the adults because Fawful starts to talk about the events that happened in Superstar Saga. So the adult Mario and Luigi would have already had to go through that adventure to be able to have those events being told in Partners in Time. And I'm sorry if I missed it, but Partners in Time, Superstar Saga, which comes first in the timeline? Superstar Saga first. Super. Superstar Saga comes first, then Partners in Time. And then Partners in Time, correct. For the adult era. So the baby era... There's a version. It's where the baby, where that is in the baby line. Yeah. Then where it is in the that's, adult line, and then the time travel like, happens. Yeah, that's kind of like the X Men uh, timeline with the movies because you have, you know, the initial ones where they're older, mm-hmm. they get old, and then the um, reboot kind of was them younger, and then the time travel happened where it's like you know, met in two different times for each saga. And then it got even more complicated when Fox was bought out. But anyways. When, whenever they introduce time travel into things, everything gets so convoluted that it's right. just, you kind of have to look it, for it the can, different things. It can be done. It just, it, it just it's, it's a lot for, it's a lot for the writers. That's a lot to right. keep yes, in mind. Right. So that's why it's interesting of how they're able to play, we're able to place this game in two separate eras in the timeline because we're tracking the time the the pattern or the life of both the babies and the adults to then yeah. intersect in it and in this is the first game they actually Fawful. meet right they all meet together yeah. at some point yeah well yeah the 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 adults and the babies the, team yeah. up with each other so right. they're kind of like the yoshi you know the adults are like the yoshis they're carrying around the kids and stuff like that kind of weird hmm. that they're carrying themselves around yeah, that's a weird. but they also had fawful in it and he was discussing what happened in superstar saga okay so then the next one there is um, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. So these are all three. Uh, these are all oh, DS yeah, games. Yeah, I remember this. And we know this one happens there because it ha- it talks about what happened in Super 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 Saga. Superstar Saga. <laughs> it's happen a lot. Super I think. Duck. It's Super all Mario. Blah blah blah. And um, and also what happens with Partner in Time going with that and Fawful and stuff. And then we also have uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. They discuss what happens in, okay. in Bowser's Inside Story. And then we have the next one for Luigi's Mansion is the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the DS. We know this one happens here because this is when Gad upgrades the Poltergust to the Poltergust 5000. Ooh. So he skipped the four Ooh. and went right to five. Look at that. Thousand. Don't know why that happened, but that's... but so then that's could, the, could, could that have anything to do with the timeline? That he had that much time to... Develop. There, there might be a game in between yeah. there. There might be. There could be a significance or, to the fact that it's five thousand. There it's could insane. be. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So that ends the adult era. Okay. And we go into the now. Su- when you say ends, Wait it's not like the final story, but that's just as of what we have seen so far. That's it. Right. That uh, of the story that we have of right now. Okay. In in a timeline procession, that's where we end the adult era. Any any uh. Anything to say how old Mario and Luigi, first of all, are when they're introduced in their adult era and then where they're at in this particular story? No, I'm not quite sure where they fall where they fall in line with that. But what's what's weird is they can't be too much older if baby if baby Donkey Kong and baby Mario are like their babies together. Yeah. When an ape reaches the that maturity when they're full grown Mm -hmm. they're full grown at like eight or nine but then they can last into their 40s so in between that time frame is where they could be but realistically they could really only be like maybe in their 20s Mm -hmm. i would think until we start seeing some aging in donkey kong yeah that makes sense okay because then we also have diddy kong and dixie and and all the other 
Kongs that are that are in that right. too. So that's kind of how we identify age is with the with the apes and how they progress. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, and what what we were talking about before with uh, Cranky Kong, he's older, so he's got to be at the end of the of the forty age. They can have babies when they're eight years old, which would be why this is the grandson of it, and the, how everybody. So we have no ages because of Cranky, which is kind of weird. Yep. So that was the end of the adult of the adult era, but then we get into a, a weird era called the Super Mario Brothers era. And that one starts with the new Super Mario Brothers and Mario Wii. Brothers 2. Yeah. No, these are for the 3DS. The new Super Mario Brothers and the new Super Mario did Brothers that, 2. Did that come in before the release for the Wii? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, I believe it did. And I don't mean release. I mean timeline? In timeline-wise, yeah, it does. It. Okay. Because with those ones, it's just Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. When we go down into the new Super Mario Brothers Wii and Wii U... Those ones introduce a blue and yellow toad right. right. that allow you to have the four-player action. Mm-hmm. Now, creative on Nintendo's part, their names of the toads are blue toad and yellow toad. That's so, so genius. They Man. are rocking it. How do they do it? Good old bluey. So, this is where it gets fun. So, we have the next one in our timeline, which is Super Mario Galaxy. This one introduces Rosalina. Now... We could really get into it, but... So, I say we do this. Um, This is a really huge subject that we're talking about. Huge timeline. I think that there's more to dive in with this. We may have to make this into a multi-part podcast. uh, Maybe revisit it at a different time. Because I'm thinking the more in-depth we're going to go into, the more questions we're going to have. And then we're going to question... Literally everything. So, seeing that as the case where we have a lot to talk about, what do you see on the horizon already that you've made notes of, Kyle, that is still left to talk about? That way we can dive deeper when we have more time. Well, and we have the the next one would be Super Mario Galaxy. And like I said, that introduces uh, Rosalina. And then we could get into the lineage of Rosalina and who who she relates to in the game. There's a lot there. And that's a lot there, and that'll probably flip people's heads on the series because it yeah. really disrupts a thing that everybody thinks is is like unshakable. Yeah, it kind of rocked my world so when a, I when so I saw there's it. a lot more <laughs> into question when this happens. We haven't even gotten to the meat of it, guys. Like, there's no. a lot more to do here, and there's more in Rosalina's story uh, that equates to or gives evidence to that. And I'll give, and I'll just give this little tidbit right here. Peach is Rosalina's mom, but if you remember in the storybook in Galaxy, Rosalina's mom is dead, and not just falling into the pit, game over type of dead. I mean, she's buried underneath a tree, dead, and she has a specific place where she is. They tell you where she is. Okay, so there's going to be a lot more to talk about there. there. Yeah, there's a lot into it, and I, st- I Wait, got a, I got a couple dude, more games left into it, but we could, I, I could get into that another time. And, and real quick, Paper Mario World is a separate, that's an alternate universe, and they do meet up. Okay, in, good to know. In Paper Jam, Mario and Luigi. Anyways, <laughs> this is uh, it, it lends to believe that Nintendo knows where they were going with it, or at least. Maybe as they were as as they were releasing games, they were able to release other games that were able to connect things. Maybe so. Maybe it wasn't intentional in the beginning, but then they're able to connect it somehow. But connect the missing Mario's. Yeah. Well, just just from what it seems so far, I mean, originally it was just a series of games. Right. And while there may have been some vague connections between them, it doesn't sound like until after. I would say maybe the Nintendo 64 era moving forward that they decided, you know what, the Mario series is going to keep going, let's maybe flesh this out a bit more, and then they start including more of the story in here. Well, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to drop this little question for you, and we can answer this next time when we, when we bring this back up. In the original Game Boy games of Super Mario Land, who was he rescuing at the end of that? Where was he? I forget. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the name of it. It was, uh, oh, wow, I have this written down. I still can't even pronounce it. Sarat, 
Sriracha land? No, it's not Sriracha. <laughs> I forget. Sarasa. Sarasa? Something like that. Sarasa. Sarasa land? That's where he is in Mario Sriracha land. In Mario land, yeah. Okay. It's the desert. It's a it's a desert realm. With aliens. Yes, there were aliens in that one. But who was he saving in that one? I have no idea. I, 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 ha- I haven't brought this up in the timeline yet. He was rescuing Daisy. That's right. Mm. He was. How, does she, how does Daisy work into all this? Why is Mario going after Daisy? Huh? Huh? All right. Well, this uh, is this is definitely uh, up for more. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Jesse's daughter, Daisy. Daisy Duke. No, it was Jesse's girl. <laughs> bah, bah, no. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was definitely uh, in depth. Uh, it, hopefully, your guys' brains aren't hurting too much. But um, I threw a lot at you. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, Kyle, <laughs> for getting all that info. And I, I remember we talked about it before a little bit. And, and it definitely was very, very in-depth to the point where I knew we had to do a multi-part to this. It was so much. Yeah. And still can't ever mention enough about Super Mario Brothers 2, my favorite, the entire... USA. My favorite Super Mario game ever. Let's... let's and they've never done anything let's else Let's go off it. of that. I wanted to do that. I have here... Um, that I wanted to um, talk about, just to end it, what our most favorite Mario games are. So we have Mario Brothers 2 USA for you. No, Mario in Time. Yeah, yeah Mario 2. USA. <laughs> and tell us in short why you like it so much. It was, I mean, yeah, the graphics, obviously, and everything were better. And I, I love the music. I mean, some of it's nostalgia, I'm sure. But, you know, being able to pick up the mushrooms, and, like pick up anything, and like throw them around, and... Just all the, the characters. Magic, the magic potions and going into alternate just, doors. Yeah, and the different abilities for the, you know, the four characters. And that's and, the only Mario game that has uh, turnips, right? Uh, so you dig out carrots and turnips? No. They probably Smash have. Brothers has it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> but but that goes into mine, too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, art, of Super Mario RPG, but there are features in 2 that became canon, the American version that became canon of, of powers of like Peach, where she was able to float the and pull turn ups yeah. and stuff, or, or Luigi jumping higher. Yeah, so it, so even though it's not technically uh, canon per se in a timeline, the, they acknowledge they, they, those certain things to keep going, and they yeah. gave them the properties later in characters. So, Shy guys. And all yeah, that. so I I like a different game. I like Mario RPG for and I'll yeah for I like Super Mario RPG for the way that they played the game, the way that they were able to make the, the, uh, and what seemed like enemies put their differences aside, work together and get back the mushroom kingdom. And just the RPG element in itself was just awesome. That is the only one to my knowledge, right? That is an actual role playing game. Yeah. Uh, of Mario uh, was paper Mario like that. Act- well, not, well, I don't know so much the Paper Mario's, but the Mario and Luigi games are very similar. Were they turn-based like that too? Yeah. Turn-based. Okay. And oh, really? use similar controls. Okay. Yeah, jumping on you—you know—you you get into a turn-based type battle, and then you have to push the button to attack and jump on the enemy. You jump multiple times. Yeah, I never and, played them, so I'll have to look into those. Yeah, I just yeah. got all of them on DS and 3DS. Josh, what's your favorite? I haven't had a chance to play Super Mario RPG. I know you guys have been pushing me to get it. I haven't done that yet. Need to do that before I, you know, can't. Get out. So get out. <laughs> I don't know if this really counts, but I do love the Super Mario Maker. I do yeah, love that the variety of the yeah, levels. Yeah, where does that fall in canon? <laughs> His own. <laughs> but but yeah. if I had to choose one from canon, I would definitely say Super Mario World. It is a little bit of the basis for what you, a lot of what the maps you'll see in Super Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. You get the Yoshis, you have the cape, you have all these new abilities. Some similar to what we saw in Super Mario 3, but I think Super Mario World did it a little bit better. And I hate to not be different but yeah my favorite personally is a super mario world game as well um the music the polished up graphics going off of mario 1 2 and 3 uh yoshi was like the greatest thing ever when you had that introduced it was it was one extra way to avoid death because <laughs> you had him you know to to jump off of it and um the fact you could fly with a cape was really cool as a kid seeing that and like you know the uh the raccoon tail um tanuki tail I, I think that one's Raccoon my favorite. Dog. Thank you, Peta. <laughs> Peta? Oh, Peta had an issue with the with the tanuki suit because people are eating tasty animals. Yeah. Because who's, it was who's a Peta. You know, eat the, a Peta. You yeah, know, Peta bread. The um, 
animal activist. People eating tasty oh, animals. I'm sorry, PETA. I was thinking. P-E-T-A. I was thinking of a pita bread. <laughs> <laughs> we P-E- just had that for dinner. P-E-T-A. <laughs> got it. Yeah, they had a huge issue with the tanuki suit. Wait, and Mario. PETA has an issue? No. Yeah. No way. No, not at they all. They have issues with furries, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how they, you know, stay as popular as they are. So. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys uh, coming out. And did you guys have a good time tonight? Oh yeah, this timeline is yeah. <laughs> so much to it. So that's gonna wrap things up for us tonight. If you'd like to do uh, the internets, you can drop us a line on Instagram at retro underscore game night. If you do the Twitter at retro game night one. If you like the emails, retrogamenight at hotmail.com. Give us your comments, your questions. We would love to hear from you. Till next time, stay nutritious, people. Uh, 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 uh,